it's time for another episode Always and just be Alice Different, not less You're different, not less and now for the disclaimer for every episode of Always Angelic Aspialis. Yes, at Always Angelic Aspialis, we value the lived experiences of those that identify as neurodiverse, autistic, chronically pained, have mental health conditions, that identify with different pronouns, culture, backgrounds, sexuality, and so on. We appreciate and acknowledge lived experiences as vital to the wonderland of Always Angelic Aspialis. However, our experiences may be different from those who have different experiences, and our advice, such experience, such stories, such personal mentors, etc., do not replace medical or diagnostic information. We are not therapists, counsellors, or doctors. However, we hope you find another episode of Always Angelic Aspielis helpful. We welcome everybody to be, live, thrive, and belong as different, not less. Hi everybody, it's Susanna from Always Angelic Aspialis and on today's episode I'll be talking about caffeine addiction, in particular coffee addiction. So if you might be triggered by this particular topic, I would suggest that you look at my other podcast episodes instead, or my other content. And besides that, we'll get straight into this episode. Coffee addiction is something that I've struggled with for a very long time, I would say a couple of years, but recently, this year and last year, I've come across some really good strategies on how to mitigate these problems and how to stop stop it from becoming an addiction. So I want to share my like experience but also my tips and this might help you as well. I'm not sure if it would but it's definitely helped me and it's definitely helped curb that habit for it. So one of my strategies is going to peer group. I go to at Sue and I... Um, group called Grow, Grow like as in Grow 12 Step Program and I go to the Young Adult Program and I find it's really helpful talking to other people that have an experience and often going to group means I get other strategies or just other insights into what it's like having addictions or mental health issues which might um, lead to addiction so I find going to those groups really helpful and I think the best thing about it for me is I find it's not judgmental at all like it's non-judgmental and as someone who's quite non-judgmental anyway, I find going to these groups uh, in turn often becomes a sense of community. So going to group, and as in group, I mean, sorry, as in when I mean group, I mean like the online group, I don't go to face-to-face version. I find like, yeah, going to these groups just really helpful. And my other strategies is trying to limit how much I'm having and knowing how it's going to affect me. So for example, when I used to have five to seven a day, I feel like that became a bit much because often for me having that much like coffee would, would mean that I would have um like I would say it was heart palpitations I don't know what to call it exactly but that's how it felt so that's the label I'd use so when it became um not just an addiction but like a um collection of different health issues and I knew it was from having too much coffee that's when I would actually bring down coffee and because of these strategies I feel like I'm getting a lot better at managing um my caffeine intake intake sorry in, in particular um coffee and I find um being aware of how much I'm having and how much it affects me is really important 
Because I know myself and my body really well and how things affect me, especially when it comes to beverages and food, I can have one or two uh, standard or average caffeine, like cups of caffeine, sorry, cups of coffee a day and I feel like I'm fine. I do avoid other types of caffeine, um, like soft drinks or any other kind of modes of caffeine, just because I'm not a big fan of it. I know like initially this year, in the, at the beginning of this year, I was more into energy drinks than coffee, but now I'm kind of switched and I'm only really having coffee every now and again. So yeah, what I'm finding is just it's helpful for me to also write down how much I'm having and not just like in terms of beverages, but also food, but in terms of our coffee, I definitely keep track of that. And I just try and make sure that I'm not having more than what I would feel comfortable or what I would naturally have. So if I have more than two, then I know that like, you know, it could be potentially something that I'm just getting addicted to or maybe I'm even becoming dependent on it. And I know that sometimes some people might think of um, addiction is the same as being dependent on something. I think it's really personal and, um, what's the other word? Um, sorry, I can't think of that word. Contextual, as in it depends on the context. So sometimes for me, if I get really badly like addicted to coffee for example sometimes I think I'm dependent on it because I'm depending on it and I'm wanting to be having more of it so I see how how like addiction can be the same as having a dependence on something but I don't know from other people's views of what the differences are so um that's just my like interpretation of those two things it might be different to you and that's okay as well as I always say and always enjoy like SBLs, this podcast is a lived experience podcast. I talk about my lived experience more than anything. Sometimes I do draw on science. However, um, in particular for this episode, it is a lived experience episode. And so that means that um, all my talking, all this conversation, and it's just all my thoughts, especially because I'm the only one on this episode, it means it's just from my own experience. It's from my own stories, my own memories. So... Whilst I think it's as valid as other forms of storytelling, um, what I'm saying doesn't replace science and it doesn't replace other um, types of information out there. And I really hope this is helpful to you, maybe. Um, I know it's definitely helpful, helpful to me to just speak about it and why I'm talking about things on my podcast and more on social media is if it helps me, then it doesn't really like affect me if I put it up on social media. Like I'm not ashamed of what has happened to me or what I'm going through or what stories I have to share I really think it's just beneficial to kind of speak about it out loud and most of the time these stories my own personal stories they help me the most when I talk about them and just by talking about them out loud or just by yeah telling my own stories that helps me more than anything else and if it helps other people or my other like followers or anybody else who's listening if it helps them too, then that's great, but it's like, it's really, really good if that happens, but it's not like a prediction that, that, that it's going to help other people. And if it helps other people, that's that, then that's great. It's like a plus, it's, it's really, really good and it's a benefit. It's like an added on benefit of why I'm doing these like podcasts and these storytellings. But at the end of the day, um, my own social media, especially the Always and Delicious Be Others one, it's more just for my own benefit and if I'm like being able to share openly and non-judgmentally these stories then that's why I do this but I, I do see why it can help other people and if it helps other people then that's then that's really good and 
that's great if other people bring something else away from it like they bring it brings a positive um sorry if it helps other people and they bring something else positive from my um storytelling then i think that's good but i like i said before i can't I can't like hope 100% that it can help other people because some people don't have this experience of like coffee, for example, coffee addiction. And maybe um, what I'm saying isn't relevant to other people at this particular time in their lives. And that's okay as well. I fully respect that. So after this short break, I'll be going back into my, I suppose, my lived experience of coffee addiction and other pointers and just, I suppose, just like other things I didn't say in this segment would be in the other one. Hi everybody, it's Susanna, I'm back from my break and I just wanted to talk about anything else that I didn't cover in the first segment. So I suppose um, with coffee addiction in particular, more just day to day, I feel like sometimes it's hard for me to kind of uh, have more than what I want and what I mean by this is if I want more, for example, if I've had like two coffees in the morning and I want to have like a really special like ice latte or ice coffee at McDonald's or at Starbucks, sometimes I feel it's hard to resist that temptation. So what I do is when I'm trying to plan my day, I try and plan my whole plan really early. So I'm not really tempted to have like a third coffee. So I find this is really helpful. And especially as someone who does struggle with like planning and being organized it's really good to have an idea of what my day would look like in particular any food or beverages and if I can kind of plan out my day like this it means that I'm more likely to kind of stick to my plan stick to good habits and I keep these things in mind so for example the other day when I went to McDonald's and I had a large uh, creme brulee iced coffee I believe it was I um, wanted to make sure that I didn't have too many coffees before I had that big one so I only had one small standard coffee, I believe, at home. So in that way, I was being mindful of like my expectations around caffeine and coffee. And I know that I really wanted to sit in the mist because that was important to me that day. That was my priority. And having that, I suppose, um, positive boundary in mind meant that I was respecting myself. I was respecting, I was respecting my health goals. And also I was just knowing that if I had too much coffee, I know what it would do to me. So again, this is sort of in a way, it's sort of like a strategy, um, but I discuss it's also just a learning that I learned the other day. And because I'm not perfect, it shows that it's okay not to be. And I guess I'm always trying to work hard on myself, but I'm not trying to like be perfect. And as someone who strives for perfectionism sometimes still, and I know it's really hard for me to say out loud, I'm trying to be kinder to myself and I'm not trying to like have too many, too many expectations when it comes to what I expect of myself on a day-to-day basis and it's really hard from someone who's who's had to do it into me that like I'd be perfect with certain things like for example it used to be more school and academic but even now I'm trying to definitely lessen my expectations around academic but because of um just the expectation I've had around expectations just generally I'm just trying to nowadays just lower those expectations when it comes to making mistakes and I'm trying to be wary of the fact that I do make mistakes every day but I'm trying to be wary of what's good for me what's not and that it is okay for me to make mistakes and I do make them daily to be honest like oh I'm trying to think like today um I was gonna wake up at five o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning is my go-to time it's my 
my set time, my routine time for me to get up and for me to go about my day. But because I was feeling nauseous, wasn't feeling well, wasn't feeling great, was feeling out of sorts, I decided I'll have a sleep in and I woke up and it was exactly 8 o'clock and I'm like, my first my first thought was, well, like, that's not right, like, I should be up by now, like, I, you know, it's three hours into the day, like, what do I do? Like, I kind of feel a bit lazy for sleeping in. But honestly, when I was really reflecting upon that without being judgmental, I was able to see it clearly and that, you know, I really needed to sleep in more. And I actually um, had a couple of dreams, which was obviously good for inspiration, but obviously it was obviously telling my body and my my mind that it was okay to have that proper rest and that more rest. Maybe it wasn't more rested before I got up at five, but definitely having that sleep in helped. So drawing this back to coffee, I'm just going to be more kind about myself. And when I get stressed or when I get anxious, I tend to have caffeine. Um, Maybe not more caffeine, just caffeine just when I need it then and there. Even though I do keep in my, I, most of the time I do keep in my, my two max cups of coffee a day. I, I feel like it's easy for me to do things a bit spontaneously, but I'm trying to be aware of the fact that, you know, um, I am like that sometimes and I'm just trying to be, yeah, wary of what I do now could cause further consequences down the line. And I don't necessarily mean negative consequences, it could just be neutral consequences or positive consequences but anything I do day to day can have follow-up effects later in the day or later in the week and I might not know what those effects are but I'm just being wary of what I do now could affect me later at some point. So coming back to the topic of coffee, I do like, I do really like coffee so I'm just trying to speak slowly but at the same time my brain's wanting me to speak fast. Ah, um, so sorry back to the topic of coffee I am trying to be like having it still because I know it's one of the joys of like my daily life but I'm also trying to be respectful of the fact that I can't have too much because I would have what I would call heart palpitations and I just know that if I have too much coffee I would actually have more anxiety and I know it's proven well according to a lot of science and a lot of research that if you're autistic or neurodiverse and you have um, coffee it's more likely that you would become more anxious and obviously I'm trying to lower my anxiety like day to day anyway because I know it can be a lot of times to have anxiety but like I'm just trying to like yeah definitely like be wary of those triggers that can like cause anxiety like cause more anxiety than I need but I do feel like having these limits of having two cups of coffee a day is helpful and even for example even if I want to have just one cup of coffee tomorrow or like no coffee at all maybe even a decaf I might even have a decaf tomorrow then that's okay as well it's also okay for me to have alternatives to what I usually have. So, yeah, for example, I'm giving the example of tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't happened yet. But I feel like if I get up tomorrow morning and I don't want to have a coffee, if I want to have like a tea instead or a decaf, then that's completely okay as well. It's completely okay to not go against the habit, just to have different expectations or maybe even just like um, alternatives or different options. I'm very much a person who wants different options day to day, but not too many options, obviously, because then I'll get overwhelmed. But again, it's just about, yeah, careful planning, but also just, I suppose, fun planning. I suppose if I don't want to have a coffee, I can always have something else. So I really hope this has been helpful. It's been very helpful for me, talking about my experiences of coffee addiction. And in the title, it does say I am not a coffee addict. I know the not is in um, brackets. Some days I do feel like um, I'm not a... Uh, a person that gets like addicted or, or has a habit of having coffee daily and that's okay because I don't have that label of being the so-called coffee addict but I do know when it does 
um, become more of a habit and sometimes I do trip up on that um, habit and it does become uh, an obvious like habit I'm trying to slow down so I do see some days where I am like a so-called coffee addict although I'm not trying to use um, the word addict to kind of dramatize or to what's the word romanticize coffee addiction I do still feel like it's important for me to acknowledge when times become tough and I do need to slow down what I'm doing to really look around and to know that if I need to change a habit, if I see a habit and it's not working, then it's okay to lower that habit. It's okay to have a critical look at it and to say, yeah, I've probably had too much coffee today. Tomorrow I'll have less or for the rest of today I'll just have a decaf. And I'm going to do another third, third segment after this because I actually do have to go to the bathroom. But I'll be back and in that segment I'll just be wrapping up this conversation and I'll also be ending it on a positive quote and a quote that um, I don't think I've said for a long time on my podcast, but so that's what I'll be doing, yeah. Hi everybody, it's Susanna, I'm back from my break. I feel like it was really important to have a break because sometimes I feel like with podcasts I do get a bit like overwhelmed so it was really important for me to actually have a proper break because like in between the um, first and second segment I didn't have one but I definitely did have one this time and it was really good to kind of get my thoughts together and to wrap up this episode in a in a thought, thoughtful way. So I really hope you enjoyed listening, I really enjoyed talking about it and in my next episode I'll be talking about a really special topic, a special uh, topic that I haven't really talked about, that's why I call it special, but it's really just like a topic that I've wanted to do for such a long time. So it's going to be about In Defense of Emma Chamberlain and that'll be something really interesting to talk about. And to uh, wrap up this conversation, I want to ask well, a question. Do you currently have or have had a addiction or a problem with coffee and how did you go about like lowering your like coffee intake or what what are your like experiences about that are and on my Spotify um, podcast I'm also going to put up a poll about that and I'm just going to quickly grab my socials so if anybody wants to follow me they definitely can so I can be followed on Instagram at alwaysandjokesbrsx that is my main Instagram account I post two times a week and my other um uh, Instagram, which is my like my podcast specific one, it's called Always Angelic SBLS Podcast. And if you want to follow me there, you can. I post once a week, usually on a Wednesday, whereas sorry, usually on a Thursday. Um, whereas my Always Angelic SBLS X account, that's on Tuesday and Saturday. They are my two days where I do my content creation. And I also have another Instagram if you want to follow me for fashion in terms of like fashion efficacy in the world of neurodiversity and autism, you can follow me at Razzadazzle Always Alice. So you can follow me there if you want. And on Facebook you can follow me on Always and like SB Alice. And on LinkedIn you can follow me at uh, the same one which is Always and like SB Alice. I do have other socials, however they are my main five socials. But if you want to follow me anywhere else you can as well. I have a link tree, you can also look at my socials there. And also on my Facebook I do have all my socials there as well. So before I wrap up, uh, I mean wrap up like officially, I want to um, quickly end in a quote and that would be the quote that I had on my um, Facebook account which I believe I thought I had made up this quote but I don't know if I 
actually had, I think it was a coincidental that someone else had these words in their quote. So it is um, fight with grace and fight with grace for me means a billion different things. So for me, it's about right now about self-advocacy and I suppose for me, it's about being mindful and in particular about being um, someone who likes coffee. It's about advocating for myself when I don't feel well. So if I've had too much or if I'm bad to have like a third cup of coffee, it's just for me being mindful of the fact that if I had a third one, what would that do to me? It's just being mindful of, you know, of those consequences, but also if I'm not feeling, um, maybe if I'm feeling a bit stressed and I want to like have enough of coffee because it might give me more energy or might give me, um, you know, something to perk me up, maybe it's worth talking to someone about it or maybe, you know, worth just doing something else instead of having that third cup. So that's what um, fighting with grace means to me. If you want to maybe think about what that means to you or maybe what it doesn't mean to you, that's okay as well. That quote might not mean anything to you, but I just want to like put that out there in case people want to have something positive to end on or if they also want to have a quote in mind to think about. Because sometimes quotes mean things to people and I understand that like sometimes quotes or words don't mean anything to people but I just wanted to yeah, end on that quote I really do like that quote to me it sometimes seems a little bit aggressive like um fighting with grace but fight doesn't mean a physical fight it can mean like different things but I definitely want to end it on um fighting with grace yeah so this is Susanna from Always Angelica Spialis and remember to be different not less and for me to be different not less um, I was going to end on hashtag different less, but I don't always want to say hashtag in my sentences. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, so much for like, yeah, supporting my work, and I really hope I see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Always Angelic Aspialis. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. Goodbye for now. Remember, you're different. Not less.